It was the Bengals over the Miami Dolphins last night, 27 to 15, but that's not the story. The story is that the quarterback for the Miami Dolphins took a hit, got whipped around and whipped to the ground with such force. I mean, I I wonder if, if Tua ever plays football again. That's how rough... This was, it wasn't late, I, I, it, it wasn't a penalty, and, and nor should have been, it was just, it was just something else. We also have the Colts uh, taking on the Titans this weekend. JMV joins us from 93.5, 107.5, the fan, and before we get into the Colts, to see that video uh, of, of the Dolphins quarterback uh, getting whipped to the ground, Hitting, I mean, first of all, it looked like whiplash. Then it looked like his head hit the turf. Literally, his fingers, he couldn't make a a fist. They were just in all these different places. It's a frightening thing to watch. He was taken off on a stretcher. What happened, and what's the story now? Well, I mean, it's just playing off of Tony last week where he took a hit like that, and uh, then everybody questioned whether or not he entirely went through the NFL's concussion protocol. Uh, He came back, and then he was... You know, obviously cleared to play this week, Tony, and they had a short week with the Dolphins, and there had been a question surrounding Tua and whether or not he should be playing. The NFL late last night, I saw, did send out a release stating that the Dolphins went through all checkpoints and hurdles of concussion protocol by the letter of the rule, and he was he was released and good to go. But I think a lot of people just questioned how he looked last week and then comparison to how it's going to be a short week for them. And, you know, it just, you know, what happened last night was just like the worst-case scenario, certainly for him. And the, the visual is really what does it. I mean, you sit there, and I think you described it aptly right there. I mean, you look at his fingers. You look at how he was. It was uh, frightening moments, no doubt, in Cincinnati on that turf last night. But they say that he had movement in his extremities. He got out of the hospital last night after getting checked over. Apparently went went back on the flight to Miami with his teammates. So, We'll see where it goes. But I think the biggest question is whether or not they did in Miami follow concussion protocol and whether or not um, he was even close to being ready to play in that short week on a Tuesday night as he did last night. The Colts gear up to take on the Tennessee Titans right here in Indianapolis. Uh, Let's talk about last week's win uh, against Kansas City. Uh, You can tell me that it's a win and a win is a win, and I will absolutely believe you, um, but I don't think the team looked great. I I would still argue there's a tremendous amount for this group uh, to to work on. There were many parts during this game, watching this game, I was like, who – what, what, Matt Ryan? How many fumbles? Why is he running? Where is this offensive line? But I'm an outsider looking in. What are the insiders saying? Well, I'm sitting up in the press box, Tony, on Sunday, and the thing that really got me, because it's the first time I've been up there, they had two road games prior, is seeing how inaccurate Matt Ryan is. Now, granted, he's running for his life most of the time, but there's that offensive line's been a mess to this point. But overthrowing, and maybe more so, Tony, than anything else, not throwing missing wide open guys because you're just not getting the football out. And I'm sure a great deal of that has to do with his lack of protection and the cohesion of this offensive line, which has been a mess so far, but that's what stood out to me. And that's what has to be better. I guess you can play off of this. If you want to, if you're a Colts fan, that final drive, it looked like that, that group offensively, they were on the same page and they got better. The problem is 
you don't know what you're going to see against Tennessee coming up on Sunday because this offensive line is the highest paid offensive line of the NFL, and it should be playing as such. It hasn't been close. And Frank, like Tony, has mentioned that to him it's fixable because it's all about communication. The problem is beyond communication. You see it right tackle. You see Braden Smith getting beat handily. You see Danny Pinter at right guard getting trucked to the quarterback. You see a lot of defensive players untouched on stunts or twists or blitzes to the quarterback. And it doesn't honestly look a great deal about communication. It looks really more about how dysfunctional this line is. And, Tony, it just can't be that way. For this team to be as good as people expect, there's no way that this offensive line can continue to play like that. Talking to JMV from 93.5, 107.5, The Fan, every Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m. Uh, you, you're not wrong about Pinter. I mean, it was it, it, it was ugly uh, on Sunday. But the win is the win, and this team is 1-1-1. One, one um, so uh, to half of people's minds, this is not an acceptable record. To, to the other uh, half, man, this is better than we thought they would be. You take on Tennessee, another division game. What are we looking at? What are the chances here? It's magnified, Tony. It's even bigger than last week. I mean, getting on the board with a win last week was huge. There's no doubt about that. This is magnified because it's a division game and because you haven't won a division game yet. We expected them at least I right, we, we thought that they would be, you know, in the neighborhood of two and one right now, right? With two wins in those first two weeks of losing in Kansas City. Well, they beat Kansas City. You kind of wipe the slate clean, but you've got to get back into this because you have to get a division win. You have to hold serve at home considering you have that divisional loss on the road in Jacksonville and that tie in Houston. So this is actually, Tony, a much bigger game than what was last week because of the implications within the division. So this is a game that they have to have. And really, when you think about it, Jim Irsay has been outspoken about two things this offseason. It's about getting Carson Wentz out of here, which they did, and it's about beating Mike Brable and the Tennessee Titans. And I, I think this is my opinion. I think he's been a little bit smitten with Tennessee and Mike Vrabel. He likes the way that they play. They're tough. They're hard-nosed. They've had results. They're the one seed a year ago in the postseason. The year prior, they go to the AFC title game. I think he's a bit smitten, and he's a bit jealous wanting his team to look more like that. So he has put a lot of pressure on his team to handle the Titans this year. This is a huge game, but beyond that, it's within the division, and it's a game you absolutely have to have. I've called it Super Premium must win on Sunday, Tony. Super premium must win is pretty high. Is, is that a thing? Super premium must win? Eh, I just made it up right here. Yeah, yeah it's pretty, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> I want to get back to this Matt Ryan conversation because yeah. you have Nick Foles, you have Sam Ellinger, you have opportunities to say, you know what? Again, we went with the, with the vet. It's not working out for us. Well, Philip Rivers, he left. Uh, Matt Ryan, you, you're, I think you're right isn't uh, isn't throwing well is there a moment that you say you know what let let let's let's make the change now and 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 Matt can just you know take our money the rest of the year so uh, the only way that happens is and it may happen because he may not last he being Matt Ryan if his offensive line continues to protect in the fashion in which they have so there's going to be which a is true I, I shouldn't put it all on Matt Ryan there's some yeah. on Matt Ryan but there's definitely some on that line yeah. you're correct well, yeah, I think I think what I gather from you, he's not going to get benched because of what I described him as looking on Sunday. He will have to grab some bench if he's injured. And this offensive line, he's not, you know, I think he's missed what, uh, a game in I don't know how many years. 
he has been beaten up. There's no doubt about that. So if Nick Foles gets in the lineup, that means he is injured, and that's the only way that Nick Foles is going to get any time. He's not going to come in because they see what I see or they agree with what I see or whatever. The only way you're going to see Foles is if Matt Ryan is injured and this offensive line is protecting as such so far this year. Well, that's not out of the realm of possibility, Tony. So there's no chance if they're no. down by three touchdowns that uh, Coach Reich is like, you know what? Time to see what else is out there. I can't imagine. Cannot even imagine. Now, listen, the NFL has a way really to make you, if you make these exact word, you know, exact word promises that make you look bad. But I, I can't imagine there's a way outside of injury that Matt Ryan gets benched and Foles comes in. Your prediction, what is the score of this game? Um, well, I, I kind of needed to go Costanza. I've missed them all three times this year, and I was going to the opposite with George Costanza to try to help my Colts friends and fans out there. But I think the Colts are going to win this game. They're going to win this game because it's a half-to again. And if they don't, they dig themselves, Tony, a huge hole, and you really erase all the goodwill that was built last week against Kansas City. I think you play off that fourth quarter. I think you get that win coming up on Sunday. You go into the short week, go into Denver, and really start to make some things interesting if you're for real. If you lose on Sunday, you are what you thought or what we thought you were after this Jacksonville game, and you're a pretender. 